Oh my god, I almost died. I was like gonna burp and cough at the same time. Oh. Nobody cared. That's uh, a recipe oh, for death wow. for sure. This is Nobody Dances here. And I am your host, Quentin Xavier. Oh. And joining me on the dance floor, we have Preston. Hi. And we have Margaret. Hey. <laughs> and we have my favorite lady of the night. That's a nice way of calling someone a hooker. It's <laughs> Carmen singing in the background. <laughs> Come and get these three dollars. All right. Uh, but seriously, I shouldn't have called you a hooker on a podcast where <laughs> we're talking about thing. where we're talking about feminism and women's health rights and all everything about women that you want to know um, politically. You know. But um. Yeah, so if you're like a sensitive dude that doesn't love women outside of the bedroom, then you probably don't want to listen to this podcast. Because I, are a fuck boy. I don't want to have to read through your angry emails about women's rights. This is the moment where we uh, interject because this podcast is brought to you by President Donald J. Trump. Why would Sponsor you? the pod. Sponsor the pod. Uh, that motherfucker ain't cut no checks. So when Trump sponsors his podcast with his illegal Russian dollars, then we'll. You know what he would do? He would promise us like a uh, a big sponsorship and like an entertainment deal, and then would never pay us. And then Bye. we'd try to sue him, and then he would just murder us. Uh, when has he ever murdered anybody? Florida, the the uh, the Trump hotels. This is a conversation for another time. Well, okay. I'm We're scared. like pretty sure. Also, he's uh, been accused of sexual assault with like probable cause by eighteen women. Plus. But there was a recent one. A We're gonna get one. into all that. A new one. This We're gonna week. get into all that. But sure before will. we start that, let's tip the scales on Woo. a scale of bitch McConnell to Wonder Woman. How has your week been, Margaret? You're dancing. Let us know. I am on that dancing. scale. Um, how I feel is uh, Wonder Woman at the very end of the movie where she's doing all those action shots. Um, and then we find out that that actress has been pregnant the whole time and she did it anyway. All that to say, I'm feeling pretty good. So you feel like Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel quite like Beyonce. I think that's unobtainable to some degree. Okay. But I, I do feel like, I do, I do feel pretty good. All right, good. Um, well, it's women's podcast, so Carmen, you're the closest to that. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. You think he's trying to come for me? I've been so peaceful this whole time, being the strong you have. woman that I am. You asked Tell for him. a cocktail, but my Tell husband him. gave you coffee instead. Well, he also told her she looked tired, so I... And then you told her she looked old. I told her she was old. Oh, that's true. That's the difference. So guess what? The gorgeous, glowing uh-huh. Carmen is feeling not just like Wonder Woman, but the Black Wonder Woman. Ooh. There isn't slash a slash Cleopatra slash oh. Foxy Brown slash. I'm on my shit. And I'm feeling it, yo. Like your skin is wow. clear as fuck. Thank That's you. what happens Good. when you get rid of the fuck boys. Ooh. Yes, so true. Cut my wow. hair, skin. Glowing. I don't like that. I don't like the haircut. <gasps> I'm just gonna tell you now. I'm sexy as hell. Needs to grow out a little I, bit. I wait, like it. I like Carmen, it. I love it. I, I love it. Oh my god, I think it my looks coworkers so love good. it. I'm getting so much. I think yes. you're like it's like you're right? in between two styles, what? and either it needs to grow out into the style, or you need to cut more to, into a style. Right now, it doesn't look like it's styled, and you usually have your hair styled. That's why I'm having a hard time with this. Well, it, it it's it's something new for me. It's something that I'm trying out, but I'm really feeling it. I was yes. very uncomfortable when I first cut it, but I'm just mm. like, you know what? I kind of like it. And my barber kept talking me into it. He kept saying like, people gonna like it. Watch. Literally, when he was done cutting, people walked past, knocked on the windows, like, I like your haircut and everything. So I'm just like, yes. Only in New York I have to say that I had a haircut that was almost identical to that one time, and it looks a million times better on you than it did on me. So I can't really say anything. what a compliment. He's redeeming himself, guys. He's redeeming himself. It was was a sad time Uh, for me. Preston, on the scale of bitch (laughs) McConnell to Wonder Woman, how are you feeling? Um, I had a weird... Probably bitch McConnell kind of week. Ugh. Uh, Gobble summed neck. up in 
I was in the middle of nowhere in Pennsylvania for three days, oh. so that just sucked. And then I was in a three and a half, not in. I, I thought sat you were about through, to say something else. Okay. No, I, sa- <laughs> <laughs> I sat through a three and a half hour play last night. So weird week for me. Couldn't be me. Three and a half hours is two and a half hours too long <laughs> for a play. Yeah, yeah. It I'm was, the king of getting great. the fuck out. It was a great play, but it was, you know, you get antsy. It's your life. Yeah. Um, somebody asked me how I'm doing. Oh, oh yeah. Can you tip the scale for us, please? Please. Quinn. What scale do you mean? Oh, From oh. Bitch McConnell to, to Wonder, Wonder Woman. Woman. Thank you. Um, <sighs> okay. Maybe my week has been a little bit like Sarah Palin ish, where it's like yeah. that fake feminism. Yeah. But extremely not right like uh-huh. i've been off like i saw when they see us and oh my god really fucked me up wow Yikes. like true story so i've literally saw it and then i was traumatized and then two days i was like "Ooh, i can't be at work because i'm wanting to punch people in the face yeah like, i'm so angry yeah and then i've slowly come out of that and now i'm starting to feel a little bit normal so mm-hmm. i'm walking in the direction of a <laughs> michelle obama type of situation yeah. not okay. quite wonder woman i'll be wonder woman like by october i believe okay. that cool Let's i believe that. that that's true for you so, that's only a few months away yeah yeah we've had this shit good for you yeah good for you sarah um, also, uh, one of my coworkers, I w- like one of the reasons why I was like so distraught after I saw when they s- when they see us. So one of my coworkers, not even a co- well, whatever. Um, apparently, he made like a homophobic comment when I first started at the company, and I was kind of like, okay, whatever. And then, like, because a bunch of people told me, and I was like, whatever. Did it spe- then, specifically pertain to you? Oh yeah, oh, he my specifically. Told his team that he was uncomfortable with me talking about my husband. Oh, okay. okay. Does he talk about anything in his personal life? Well, I don't even want to go into that. Sure, sure. But like, he mm, he used to work at Fox News. Um, Oops. so he's that we type. Get it. Enough said. <laughs> um, but bye. It's been a year since it happened, and I kind of let it go or whatever. Sure. But then I was also, like, sitting my desk, was like, well, why is it okay for him to still be here if that happened? Like, mm. that's, like, it's 2019. I yeah. shouldn't have to, like, even deal with that. And the fact that I have the coping me- mechanisms to deal with that is, like, alarming. Mm. You know? Yes. And it's, like, if I were to say something that offensive at my level as a person of color, I'd be out the door. So mm-hmm. why does he get the license to do that? Mm-hmm. So I was just really upset about it. I feel that. Yeah, and why do you have to make concessions in your comfortability, inclusiveness at work that other people don't have to make? Exactly. Why is that your cross yeah. to bear? And exactly. then also, I have anger that I kind of want to, like, I want to confront him about it. Sure. Because I, it's one thing to say a comment about me, but when it, you know, when it's with the husband, it's like, okay, yeah. let's go for me to beat so your me ass. And <laughs> me and mine. Okay, I get it. So, like, why do I have to do breathing exercises and, like, bite my bottom lip and, like, grab my chair when I'm in the same room with you? Like, it's just very... You don't have to do that. Like, I want to pop off. Do it. So, And I don't see why we can't... I mean, I know that we... There's generations of we just got to just keep it together just so we can get along, but I'm... I'm getting tired of that shit. I'm uh-huh. getting tired of like, let me just be the nice one here. Why do I always have to be the bigger person? I want to act out of emotion sometimes. And I yeah. just want to beat that ass. Or at least let me give him time an opportunity to explain. Like, I want to go up to him and be like, what did you say? Mm, yeah. What yeah. did you say? I think something that uh, can be a roadblock sometimes is thinking that time and distance from a situation then disqualifies us from ever addressing it. When that's just yeah. not true. Like, no. just because a year that's my has issue passed. Too, yeah. yeah, just because a year has passed doesn't mean that you, one, can't have feelings about it. Two, can't address it. Um, and three, that it can't be affecting, like, your work environment. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, so, but that sucks because there's, like, shame associated with that um, and, like, guilt for not addressing it up front. But um, you are just as... Uh, like allowed to confront this issue today as you were a year ago. Yeah. yeah and I realized that. And then also I thought, you know, Oh, it's just, you know, when I first got there, I was like the new guy or whatever. But then I was also thinking like, because I didn't address it, 
there's other stuff that's happening mm-hmm. and I keep it's sure, okay now. P- like weird. pushing all that stuff down like he's made other comments and I'm just like ooh Quentin don't go off like so it's just like and then my therapist was like yeah you probably need to get in the habit of going off because they yeah there's definitely a fear of the of what would happen at the aftermath of yes. me going off oh, and of I course. need to experience that so wow. I'm just kind of like oh my therapist said I could beat your ass it's so funny I literally had a moment like that last week in the car mm. this guy he was in the lift and he was an older white guy he was on the phone and, and he was on speakerphone this dude kept saying the n-word he kept saying yeah this nigga Wait, he what? was like he kept saying like nigger this old white man nope. on the phone he was on speakerphone and he kept saying like yeah he ain't gonna do nothing cause you know he a nigga those monkeys blah 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 and so the guy on the phone he was like yeah 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 okay uh, that yeah, is a yeah. hundred times worse than what I was going through <laughs> what the fuck take it off so speakerphone like, at the very least you were in an enclosed lift I was with in the car man. and so I'm looking please at please tell him. me that riot was free you got to tell yeah. Lyft. I told, I told, I told the, I told the driver because the driver wasn't hearing it. I was like, "Did you hear what he said?" Because then I shot the guy. Look, and I look at him twice. I was like, "Can you just turn that down?" So I was being polite. So he turns it down and everything. You should have just smacked then, the shit out of him. <laughs> so then he, he turns it down, and so the guy he says something else like a racial, but it was like still slighted. So I was like, "Bro, are you serious?" So then he gets off the he gets off the car and he says some racial slur towards me. What? And he closes uh, the door and I was oh. like, "Yo!" And it's like it, it was so many thoughts going through my head because like the first thought was I just wanted to pop off, yeah. but then there was just like this other thought of like I don't I'm the type of person like I'm very logical and strategic about what I say or what I do. I want to do so much, but I didn't at the same time, and I'm uh, mad at myself a little bit. Yeah, I, I hate it when you're hate- angry about not speaking up yeah. for yourself. It's the this, worst feeling. And, 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 my, and my issue is I don't always speak out immediately on something. I let stuff ride out for a while. And then I'll say something later about it and everything. I think that's, that's like a goddamn Libra. But it's like what that same thing worse. that your therapist was saying. That's why yeah. I was like, But yeah, what's yeah. worse about that, especially like being a person of color, when you are attacked in that way and you do pop off, it, you're blamed because you're black. Right. You yeah. know, like you're... Yeah. you're it's it's going to go both ways. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Oh, no, no, no. I'm going to make like... Not not necessarily blamed, but of course people are like, of course they reacted that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which sucks. It's like it's like you're are, either going to are fit we not a allowed to be angry? Right? Yeah. You're going to fit a stereotype, or you're going to be not. I just feel like right. if I ever confront this guy, they're going to say, "Oh my god, Quentin is crazy," versus right. "Oh my god, Quentin's black." You know what I'm saying? Because it's not going to be it like, be "Oh, home. let's," oh, you know what? No, no, no. It's going to be a very calm, like this. Like I will tell him, like, okay, I'm going to physically uh, defend myself yeah. based off of your response to this question and I don't like liars <laughs> <laughs> what did you say about me and my husband going to <laughs> I don't like okay liars. I'm going to give you a second chance <laughs> what did you say okay now I have to hit you like mm-hmm. I'm going to let him know the steps I like that approach okay I've just hit you a few times <laughs> you're alarmed <laughs> What did you say about my husband? Yeah, that works. I like no, that. no. Get, and then people are going to come up like, Quinn, calm down. I'm like, no, 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 no. You guys back up because you either back up or line up because I will fight all of you. Put some people on the back line on either side. Just start a right. whole thing. He needs to answer this question. And unless HR is coming with a gun with silver bullets... I'm going to have the energy of Thor to beat this motherfucker's ass. I what love it. did you say? Like, yeah. Fuck out of here. For our, for our lawyers' sake, because Quentin has a team of lawyers who work on this podcast. I just have we're one lawyer. Say that this, this conversation is, uh, is hypothetical and is not a uh, probable cause. No, but like, I, it's I'm very. We're trying for to help you. For the lawyer team. Please for the push legal the button. Team. Please push the when button. We're having a good time. When I get angry, I'm very calm because i can't like get the words out uh-huh. yeah. just like when i got into I like this that. uh this showdown with the painter the guy that we hired to paint my apartment i was like you need to leave you have to leave please leave he wouldn't leave and then i went from like 60 to 100 yeah and all i remember is like i had a handful of nails and i threw them at his face and then did any of them stick he was so drunk that he didn't even notice. He was just blinking really hard. 
terrible. He's like, oh, you just try to show off in front of your friends. And I called him an alcoholic, and then he tried to pop off, and I was like, let's go. And then my friend Nicole, she's like five foot four, her short ass, but she's from Chicago, so she stood up like she was about to paint, paint yeah. like. I don't know. I think this all leads to a really interesting idea about like people who experience aggression or microaggressions and feeling like when you don't get to respond in a way that could potentially like let that person know what they did or have like the perfect clap back that it just feels bad. Mm -hmm. And that sucks because then you feel like, oh, my God, I could have done that better and I could have won. But none of us win. Like none of none of us win when we experience aggression or no, it's gonna feel I like shit. That. Maybe one percent right. in your life you're gonna be able to say the perfect thing that's gonna feel so satisfying, and then like maybe that man's gonna get out of the car and like fall into a puddle and then get shit on by a bird, and it's gonna be awesome. <laughs> but like that right. never happens. What happens is that we all just get left with these shitty feelings, right? Because we're being there's being aggression and microaggressions being thrown at us and it just sucks yeah. you're gonna like feel like shit sucks. if you react you're gonna yeah. feel sh- yeah. like yep. shit if you don't react so, so my, exactly i'm just like okay it, it just sucks yeah. it's like i'm gonna hate working here with you here and i'm uh-huh. gonna hate looking for another job after i beat your fucking ass um and i say this all because i've been watching i don't know if you like to watch this show but I watch Handmaid's Tale. Oh, I actually don't watch it, but I'd love to hear what you think about it. Uh, can you tell us why you don't watch Handmaid's Tale? I can tell you why I don't watch it. Um, one, uh, I love Margaret Atwood. She's an amazing author, one of my favorites. I do love Handmaid's Tale, the novel. Uh-huh. I've read it like many times. It's like one of my favorites. I don't watch the show. Um, one, because it is, like, just on a basic superficial level, it's one of my favorite books I've read, and I don't yeah. typically like to watch the series of, like, much like other people. Um, two, uh, like, as a woman walking through the world and, like, dealing with, like, gender issues and women's issues daily, like, having to talk about them at work, like, the idea of seeing, like, gratuitous sexual violence toward women in media is not something I typically gravitate toward. And that's I don't something... minimize anybody else watching it, uh-huh. but for me, it's just not what I want to experience. And that's right. something I can totally empathize with because uh, when people ask me about when they see us, I'm now telling people not to watch it because mm. of what how I react to it. I, it's one thing to watch something that you can separate yourself from, but when you see yourself yeah. and uh-huh. these characters and you, you're watching them yeah. getting essentially tortured and mistreated, it has like a really profound effect on you. So, mm. yeah. I mean, me and my coworkers uh, and some colleagues, we were talking about it and we we're like, I don't think that was that that series was made for us to watch. I think it was made for mm. white people to uh, watch. Right. Yes. And I, I think that that is partially true. And I very much agree with, I don't, I think it is what you're leading to is like a, um, like people of color having to like re-traumatize themselves in media all the time. Right. Oh my God. And, but that, but for, I don't know, but for Ava, what's her name? Devernay. Devernay. Ava Devernay. Mm. I don't know, like for that media to be exposed to white people who need to see it. Right. Because it's like, if you already know the truth or if you, you know, Uh understand that black people are humans, you know, you don't really need to watch a film like that or excuse me, a series like that um, to that degree to like really feel it. You're already right. feeling it. So you're just like revisiting right. it. Yeah. But and this is, this is a very, <laughs> yeah, this is such like a crude mapping. So like I, and this is not a comparison I've thought of before this moment, but I, I think this, this fits, but like, um, in the same way, like anyone who's like ever had suicidal thoughts might have like a hard time watching 13 reasons why which, oh, like, yeah. we've said yeah. like statistically has led to a spike in like mm-hmm. suicides or attempted suicides. Right. Wait, 13 like, reasons why it led to a spike. Yeah. yeah. Like doc documented co- correlation at least. Okay. The time frame is correlated. Okay. Um, but like, so like anyone m- like might, it might not be great for them to see it. They might not want to. And that's with well within their right. Like, I feel like that's almost maps onto this experience a little bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the, the trauma of like just being a person of color walking through the world. You shouldn't have yeah. to be re-traumatized by media if you don't want to. Yeah, right. but I, I, I've heard people refer to Handmaid's Tale as like um, trauma porn or... People have said that, yeah. Wow. There's a lot of women there like they like the concept, they appreciate yeah. that the show's out, but they can't sit there and watch it. Yeah, I've again, I haven't seen it. I My workplace is very women-centered, so it gets talked about a lot. Uh-huh. My coworkers echo that sentiment. I will say, I apparently they've gotten this note in the third season, and it's like less. 
it's like there's less gratuitous sexual violence. But again, I haven't seen it, so. Well, the only instances of sexual violence is really the the weird rape mating scenes. Okay. Um, like. Don't say too much because I haven't seen it. I kind of want to see it. Why haven't you seen it, Carmen? I just haven't. Okay. Sorry. Supposed to be an actress. Um, <laughs> well, watch Handmaid's Tale. Well, I mean, you never know. Like, they might need a short, cute. They might, and I'll just and I'll, and I'll binge it real quick. That's right. Yeah, you will. So I, I don't know. You didn't say little kid though. <laughs> anyway, but hold on. So I don't even remember what I was going to say. Thanks, Carmen. Right. Okay. I just didn't want you so, to spoil it because I haven't seen it. Shut up, Carmen. I was reading about this concept called like trauma-based feminism, which. <sighs> is very strange because and i think it roots from you know things like handmaid's tale but basically the idea of it is not empowering to women it's it's actually it it empowers women in a way that still uh keeps them to be or makes them afraid of men you know, uh. which is this really weird, twisted concept because you're still saying like you have a voice, you need to look out for each other, like you you have potential, but these are the things that can happen to you, and be aware and be afraid. Oh, which can I? Yes, is we, interesting. That is interesting. Can I tell you that there's a concept like this? This is not the same at all. Well, it's a little similar in higher ed. We talk about this concept of um. Okay, when, like, you actually read about the realities of, um, like, students of color in predominantly white high schools and learning, um, when, like, CBOs present to them the actual facts of, like, how, like, uh, students of color test lower statistically because the tests aren't made for them. They get lower GPAs because a lot of the classroom environments aren't made for them. Mm -hmm. Like, they, um, the, like... Uh, lack of social inclusivity at their high schools make it hard for, harder for them to succeed. Um, a lot of times, it's really tricky because that awareness of the odds against them yeah. actually sometimes uh, uh, has those students underperforming mm-hmm. in high school. As, as that's a st- statistic, right? Yeah. And so we talk about we talk about this in higher ed sometimes, and that's really tough because you never want to lie to students about the realities. Like you never want to lie to a woman about like the realities of the world. But yeah, exactly. Like the yeah. the realities of the world and being exposed to trauma and really hard facts about your existence can be really hard. But that's been the propaganda period. Constantly tell you of the negative yep. of the success of who you are. Mm-hmm. And, and and that just continues to traumatize generations and generations and generations. That's why they've been pushing more so educating in school, uh, educating at home, doing more education yeah. at home. And it's difficult in these days because you have both parents working and yep. nobody's really there to take care of the child, but that's where the education at home of self is so important because we don't it's rare that, you know, children of color that they have so much representation or the positive aspects of okay you could really do this you can be president you can be an owner you can be a doctor and everything because you we're so focused on what is against us instead of what we could uh, an owner you could be an owner Owner of a home? A business oh, owner? Oh, yeah, yeah, business uh, owner. I, I'm thinking one thing and saying another, but uh, you could okay. be an entrepreneur. In my head, he I was like a slave up. owner. No, no. <laughs> Not a people well, owner. What, to, to spin off of that, it's actually so true because in reality, even though, you know, there's a lot of negative um, things happening in our country that are completely against women, America globally is still a pretty decent place to be a woman. Better than others. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I mean, literally people are being like mutilated, killed in other countries for being women and taking action. Like, but that's like saying the jail that Martha Stewart went to is better than Rikers. Like it's still a jail. Yeah. I mean, sure. I'm not saying, saying I'm not saying that, you know, you know, this no is being the place to be. <laughs> right, right, right. I'm I, just saying, yeah. like, there are other, other places countries. in the world where the consequences for just being assigned a vagina at birth uh-huh. is actually really fucking against you and you can die. No, right? it, and, like, mm-hmm. the, there are a lot more opportunities here right. than for women 
than in other countries. Yeah. And what's interesting about this trauma-based feminism right. is like there was a survey that was cited in the article that I was reading that basically put America as one of the most dangerous places in the world to be a woman, even above North Korea, which is... Medically, yes. Yes, but it's just so interesting because there is actually no opportunity for women. You know what I mean? Whereas here, there is opportunity. I'm confused. Yeah, well, opportunity... So I, I hear what you're saying here. So we have this idea that in America, like women can succeed. And we see women CEOs. We see women being in charge of schools, hospitals. Women are lawyers. We had a woman run for president. Uh, like my like my mom has a career. Like many other people's moms have careers. Mm-hmm. Carmen and I have mm-hmm. careers. Um, oh, but like Carmen. because of... Huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Carmen's just getting the shit into the stick today. Okay, but um, okay, one, like we have, we live under a patriarchal society and that umbrella affects all of our lives. So capitalism leads us to believe that there's opportunity for us and if we work hard enough, we will get it. And we Fuck see, capitalism. And fuck it. And we see those women CEOs. But then we also have the realities of like we have a healthcare system that is set up so like a huge percentage of women are dying just giving birth in the yeah. United States right. mostly black women yeah. and mostly black women absolutely uh, the, the yeah the statistics between black women who die during pregnancy and white women is staggering so like literally just like on a health basis it's not good and then like if we want to pivot to abortion right now we can because we have some of the most restrictive abortion laws in yeah. any developed yeah. country now yeah. and that is going to lead to Less women CEOs, less women in power, more women are yep. going to die right. um, and have limited opportunities overall. I think the advertising of America promises, you know, this American dream. But the reality sure. is that when you compare it to European countries, it's really... It, I, go to, I go to Europe twice a year uh, to visit my in-laws. Um, and every, every time I visit, I learn something new about... Like, if I had to write a pros and cons list of living in America, mm-hmm. I always end up yeah. coming back to America with an additional con. Mm-hmm. And when I first met my husband, I was like, oh, fuck you. I would never leave America. America's the greatest. Blah, 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 blah. It's been uh, three years for us. And I'm like, okay, let me look at Canada real quick. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let me. What, are they, what kind of TV they got in London? Right. Like, right. no, like. Just ugh. like it's like if you the problem with capitalism and this ties into everything we're talking about is that you have to cheat the system mm-hmm. in order to succeed as an individual Absolutely. or you have to be already at a good starting point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of course. So to yeah. work your way from the ground up like it's really hard to do. So you find that education is enough like there's so many like you things on paper that oh if you do this you can succeed but what they don't tell you up front is that oh someone so had to sleep with x y and z yeah, to get this or special. you have to look a certain way or you have to be friends with these like it's all these extra you play things you of course play because role. the course. main p- focus of capitalism is capital you're trying to do the least to get the most so if i'm paying if i'm not if i'm de- de- if i can you know easily pay you less as a woman than the guy that you know yeah I do the same work you know what I'm saying that's yeah. why yeah. in a capitalist society you don't talk about your wages no but how powerful in would you be as a woman if do. you knew how much your male co-workers were making you know yeah like Shout out to anyone uh, who shares their salary with their coworkers. I'm a huge proponent of it. I'm it a huge proponent of that too. Yeah, it can be awkward yeah. in the beginning because we are told that that's not something you should ever do. But I, they I personally say that know, so you don't uh-huh. have a negotiating. Absolutely. I personally know people whose entire workplaces have been like uprooted, and the salaries have had to shift because of coworkers like faux unionizing and talking mm-hmm. about their salary. Oh yeah, yeah. I totally. So I did that at my yeah. current workplace. Mm-hmm. I came in. One of two produce. I was the sec. I was like one of two black producers, and I came in, and the amount I asked for, they were kind of like, "Ooh, we don't pay this much here." I was like, "Uh, no, you're a premium network. Pay me." <laughs> yeah, you know what you're worth. And yeah. so I caught wind that the only other black coworker I had hadn't um hadn't been getting 
uh, raises, hadn't been getting promotions, or whatever. Oh, God. So I was like, look, this is how much I make. Yep. Good for you. And Quinn. he was mad for a few days, but then when it was time for him to negotiate whatever, he ended up with the job title and now he's making. But like the fact that I came in with less experience. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. And start, I was like, yeah. you have. I because I make this much, and you know that I make this much. You can easily just go into that guy's office and yeah. be like, "Nope, I've been here longer. Got to pay me." Good social responsibility on that. Yeah, Quentin. but that's it's always that's always that, that sensitive thing. Be it a oh, person, so sensitive. person of color or mm. just women. Period. It's like we have this thing where we don't want to cross. You want to be cool with everybody, but when it comes yeah. to money, the discussion of money or doing stuff for people, it's just like you kind of suppress it a little bit like i know that as a woman that we do that so much we take that back they say with the confrontation hr yeah. uh i have friends that work in hr and they say that women and people of color are the uh the two groups that um are afraid to ask for like more money mm-hmm. because Absolutely. they feel like it's an honor just to get the wow. the opportunity like they are they're afraid to do it yeah the ceiling is lower for what we expect uh how we expect to be treated right. the ceiling is much lower yeah. like our expectation is low of ourselves yeah it absolutely is. And then a lot of also, people just don't even ask. And uh-huh. I think there's Some so don't much know power in asking. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it doesn't go your way. And it could be because of one of those factors. Sure. And it could be because of budgetary restrictions. But you will never know if you don't yeah, ask. I, absolutely. Yeah. But I was in a situation in my previous job where I kept asking, kept asking, kept asking. And they kept giving me... Uh, like a runabout do this and you'll get it okay you did this but okay there's a freeze on blah blah like all this other shit right and like the reason why i cannot stand capitalism is because the people i was talking to they they get no benefit from not paying me the money is not coming out of your pocket mm. oh they're driven yeah this is something i think about a lot like vps um or like people who are like head of departments are dri- they protect the company mm-hmm. and why do they do that what the you should fuck protect do they the care? people and the it's people so will do good work. It's just like yes, it's so interesting. I don't understand it, but it doesn't affect said them that, exactly like you said. It doesn't. It doesn't, it doesn't. come out. Of, it doesn't come out of anyone's pockets. But they but protect then the company. When you f- find out that the president of the company has made more money than the previous year, it's like you essentially gave like you giving me a few extra thousand dollars a year wouldn't have negatively affected the president and yet you're so far removed from the president but you have an allegiance to him like i don't get it and they have an allegiance yeah. to like preserving that in the capitalism but they don't really know why and then also with like women coming forward with like you know like i and i only know it from my perspective like i was never sexually harassed or anything like that but i did have a boss that was inappropriate and i reported it and he literally was like you have to prove it so when I went through that situation and then, you know, the Bill Cosby and the Harvey Weinstein stuff started happening, I was like, oh, my God. Like, not yeah. only is it way worse than what I thought I was going through was, like, terrible. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you prove rape? How do you prove that he grabbed your ass? Is your word versus his? And they're already on his side because of his status. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's yeah, that's very, the huge like, thing. how yeah. much power an individual can have in any given situation like they have power because they're celebrity at work you can have power because of your title because of your influence Mm -hmm. because of how much work you carry because of your gender yeah Yeah. exactly like people and people are afraid of those people for absolutely no reason no reason i will say like what what you're talking about right now like building a case building evidence some women will work with their hr departments to build cases for months and months because like you have to have like uh, specific instances documented yep. and seen Everything. by other people yep. like and you have to build a case over months but something that is reassuring to me and says like some things that are happening in media and like within the world of celebrity mm-hmm. does actual trickle down to us is that like since all of the allegations to Harvey Weinstein came out like we we have statistically seen an increase in women presenting cases mm-hmm. of yeah. uh, sexual misconduct in their workplaces, and so not just making the accusations, but like presenting cases, which is reassuring. Oh, to me. and for those of you who may be listening and you're wondering, like, how do I build a case? Like, where do I start? I'm not ready to go to HR or uh-huh. whatever. And this is advice that I actually got from a female Ooh. coworker. You literally keep all emails, yes. all oh, screenshot, yes. all. T- 
Like, this Absolutely. was even before I thought about quitting my uh, previous job. I just kept, I had it on, I, we use Outlook. So I would oh, yeah. have, every time, I would set like a rule so that every time I got an email or sent an email, it would for, auto-forward it okay. to a Gmail oh, account because nice. Gmail has like a good like storage right yeah, because yeah. when you quit a job they deactivate that stuff like instantly oh, so you don't have access yeah. to yeah, it so what really caught because I was pretty much in a position to sue um, but what caught their attention was that every time they were like okay well he said that but there's no proof that it happened my lawyer was like no nope, here's a screenshot of text messages right yep. here's wow. emails where Quentin pointed this out and this was their response and I'm sure you'll find it on your server because they don't delete anything off the servers really. right so yeah that is good me. advice and, yeah. and beyond just advice. screenshot and stuff just document like dates and times of the minute something happened or whatever and do like our own little report if, if you submit it to HR or not but just yeah. like every single moment because I remember when I was working at my previous uh, place of employment we had an issue with the manager and even though there's there are cameras around that prove that he was just like sexually harassing people Ugh. they didn't want to believe it because he uh, his family was over it basically uh, of so we documented everything every time he went to the bathroom every time he said something whatever we did the date and the time look he said oh he said this he did this yeah. wrote it down so we had a file of stuff with dates and times on it that's and what was said and we even talked to each other like hey we're gonna do this you already said you're gonna write you know you're gonna speak on this and everything but so. see you're wasting see you're using all that energy to convict someone when you could be using that energy to work and what's fucked up about True. capitalism yeah. is that have you, you really yep. people really don't try to say okay we need a uh, we need someone that has leadership skills and people skills to lead this team and to encourage them to work. Instead of working, the team is actually trying to build a case right. to yeah. protect right. their jobs. Yeah. Wow. Because when you're put in those positions, mm-hmm. you either quit because it's a toxic work environment or you end up getting fired because you can't prove that right. the person you're reporting to or someone on your team is being inappropriate is really fucked up. Yeah. And so if I know that what happened to me almost sent me to a fucking psych ward, I can only imagine what women are going through and you're getting your bodies touched. You're Daily getting your bodies commenting on you're being put in situations. You're getting raped. So I worked with a girl previously who was sexually harassed at a company event by the uh, CEO. Wow. Wow. And there were multiple witnesses. And it turns out that this girl's mom is a workplace harassment lawyer. (gasps) Wait, this takes a horrible turn. No. So she tells her mom about it because she's like, what should I do? Obviously, she's like, that's so wrong. And multiple people confronted her. She didn't realize it was him. She thought it was like one of her friends at work, like joking Mm -hmm. around and whatever, which isn't right. But if you want to have that kind of relationship with your coworkers and you're okay with it, that's your own personal choice. But she, and somebody came up to her and said, that was this person. And she was like, wait, what the fuck? So she calls her mom and her mom says to her, she's like, I have to be honest with you. It is not worth it for you to build a case against this because because he is so high up and new to the company and because you are so low at the company, they are going to pay you off and you won't ever get hired again because you are going to be tagged as the person who you know did this they're not going to fire this person there will be no consequences and so basically what happened is she and a whole ring of witnesses signed affidavits saying that they wouldn't share the story and they each got like twenty thousand dollar raises that wait and they still work there yeah oh my god wild and it's it's crazy because you're like why is this song gone okay keep going (laughs) you know what i mean it's just such a sad situation because this is like the scenario you're put in as a woman and her mother obviously who is a woman and works in this space is like it isn't worth it and she said unless you cannot emotionally bear that this happened to you yes and it wasn't a rape. It was, you know, a touch. Yeah. But she said, if you really can't bear it, do the case. You're, you'll are you get paid off and you'll move on and you'll feel good that you said something. If you are okay to move forward with your life and continue to build your career and do this, then, you know, go to the right person, say say your thing, and there's another way around it. It's just weird. Because it it's is. like, Let's when you're know. in that situation... Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I wasn't touched or anything like that, but I was essentially saying that this, uh, I was essentially just pointing out that my, the guy that I was reporting to was extremely abusive to everyone. He was abusive mm. to the people he reported to. He was abusive to everyone underneath him, particularly with the women. He just treated all the women like they were his personal assistants. We're talking to like female creative directors, female VPs, female, like he just talked yeah. like he, it was like really bizarre and they all let him get away with it. And one thing was like, he was a person of color and he was still relatively new to the company. So there was not anything that they could really do. Right. And because this is capitalism. Um, and I was just like, well, I don't feel comfortable. Like I couldn't deal with it. So I had to. You had to do I it. I had to, you know, c- go after him, you know? And then they kept trying to protect him or whatever. It was just really course, messed up. And then course. they wanted me to sign a document that essentially was, like, saying that they didn't do anything wrong. But then um, I would have, like, a do not hire thing. Yeah. I was like, no, not doing that. So, I'll see you in court? They're like, no, 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 we'll take that out. Like, I had to, like... Because I'm like, how did I go make you... How is that an agreement? And I, I was just like, and I was actually really upset about that because it's like I was loyal to you guys and was mm-hmm. with you guys yeah. for like yeah. five, six years, and this guy just showed up six months, and I'm letting you know, hey, he's not a culture fit, which is really what I was saying at first, Basically. and then it was like, okay, now we have to get into like the nitty gritty because I see you guys are sending him to management classes, so I'm trying to be flexible and real nice. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, he's not a culture fit. Okay, he's. Verbally abusive to everyone. He's doing this. He's eating up the budget because of all the mistakes he's making. He's making people cry in the office. He's making people quit. How many more people can quit? Oh my I started God, off I on a team of six producers, uh-huh. and then it was just me. Right. I don't know. This goes back to what we were talking about earlier. Like, in none of these situations does anyone actually win. No. We make right. compromises that we can live with, and right. we have to move on. Right, right. It exactly. sucks. It does suck. But unfortunately, I think that's kind of the case. It like, is the case. And it is the you, case. You know what I mean? Because even if you do something, if you speak up, if you do whatever, like... Does that actually change the other person? You know what I mean? Yeah, we and don't which know. brings we me to know. what exactly. I was bringing up at the beginning of the podcast is beating somebody's ass. Quinn is going to tell him with violence. <laughs> Hypothetically. No, Hypothetically. That's, that's one thing I learned from Chicago. This one thing I learned. Talking doesn't work sometimes. It doesn't work. Look, I'm Carmen not is trying tell to keep her mouth shut. Carmen, am I lying? <laughs> Carmen's born and raised in Chicago. Am I lying? Born and raised in Chicago, but working with kids in a, in, in a public school system, oh. it's like you always have to find, you have to be smart, you have to be that bigger person. Mm-hmm. And you're We're not talking about kids, that. we're talking about two adults, baby. But I'm, I'm, I'm constantly saying you, can't, you have to talk it out, tell somebody, you can't get physical with them. Okay, but when you talk... <laughs> And the talking doesn't talking work. Does not always work. Exactly. But I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not that fighter, though. But if I, I, I whoop ass if I have to, but I try to avoid it. You do try. It's so oh. tough. <laughs> I don't know. It's so tough. Some people have very successfully dealt with bigots with, like, not peace, you know? It's a like, We wouldn't fight. call, like, a lot of civil rights, like, marches. We wouldn't call them peaceful, but they were effective and necessary. People had been pushed to the brink. Yeah. So I don't know. I really don't have anything to advise on this. I mean, I'm 24. I don't know. Because honestly, I feel like it would be a wake up call if he had to spend the rest of his life trying to explain to people that the reason why he has a scar on his face. Oh my God. Hypothetical. Hypothetical. He got that ass whooped by a gay dude. (laughs) I can't believe you went through a lawsuit in your workplace and you're saying this. What do you mean? I just, I don't know. We never, well, first of all, we never went to a lawsuit. One. And then two, um, he said it, and I'm expressing how I feel about it. So right. you sure are hypothetically. So if this, <laughs> no, no, no. So like, uh, if this were a situation where it's like I get called into a room and it's like, hey, you know, we were made aware of something you said in your podcast. I was like, great, this is a great starting point. Bring his ass in here. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Okay. And have him come so in. You heard it, and I'm gonna have a conversation because I was being hypothetical. That's right. Hypothetical this whole time. And I was, you know, talking about how I would like to handle the situation, knowing that, you know, 
a bit of it is a you know a comedic routine, but <laughs> that's right. This is entertainment. Since y'all, y'all are in there now, ask him what I what he said about me and my husband, so ask we him. can go ask to lunch. Him. That's right. That might be that might be dig in, the baby. solution. But I mean, it, it's but like no matter totally. what, we're always gonna have to fight for something. But we'll also, don't be afraid of reporting people. I was oh, afraid, yeah, afraid, right. afraid. I was afraid of losing my job. I was afraid of being unemployed. I was afraid of all of that. When I did it, and it you know went super super left, I survived. I found another yeah, job. I'm getting paid more money. I live in a mm. fucking brownstone. We love it. Yeah. Like. You don't know what you're capable of until you go through it. So it's not even like, no, I don't live with like, when it comes to corporate America, I don't have any fears anymore. Yes. Now, I'm waiting for him to really slip up because I didn't hear him say the comment. So when he does slip up and I'm going to have my reaction, I'm not going to think about it until afterwards. And then when they're like, Quentin, what you did was unacceptable. I'm going to tell them. The psychological stress that I've had to deal with in uh-huh, the past uh-huh. year, knowing that I came into an environment with someone who, by the way, has had many people report him. Oh. So this is not this is not a one-off. Did they take that as you complaining, though, when you brought it up? When you, I haven't brought it up yet. Well, I, I okay. personally, I have to disagree with the approach because how, how can you even defend yourself if... If you go and then have to explain back what you've been dealing with, but you don't even have a case. But I do have a case. Right, but you haven't presented your case. But the beauty about HR is when other people are... So, what I learned from my previous situation was that when I came forward and said stuff, no one else had said anything to HR. Oh, God. So I know oh, in this God. instance, like if this was the situation where no one has said anything, I probably wouldn't. I probably really would have just like forced myself to get over it. Uh-huh. Right. My anger comes from the fact that multiple people have m- documented things that he said, things that he's done, and he's still allowed to keep his job. So don't you think... Let's be can be hypothetical here, okay, but let's yeah. let's say you <laughs> hypothetically pop off and say I'm gonna get physical with you, and then you actually do it. Don't you think that best case scenario is at least having an existing case from your person? No. Why? Because uh, first of all, when I get to that point, I'm already gonna have a job lined up, so Ooh. I'm not gonna. That I'm not gonna just like do it. Like I'm not. Yeah. You, know. you don't think that could be taken away from you? No, not in this. In, not in the industry I'm in. Okay. I used to work on love and hip hop. Like love <laughs> <laughs> <Love> and <laughs> hip hop. It's not like I work for the government or anything like that. Like, but no. you know what's so sucky? But also, you shouldn't. I you shouldn't have. Th- this is why I fucking hate capitalism and corporate America. Like, you shouldn't have that type of fear. Like, we're talking about something really extreme. Like, if a man walked in here with a knife. And was charging towards you. Wouldn't you think that defending yourself is allowed? Now, yeah. if it's Absolutely. just because the building has changed and it's not a knife, but it's words. If he says something inappropriate and I quickly say something back that's inappropriate. Why should I have fear about my standing when I know that this person is continuously getting away with something? He's not even like at a VP level or anything like that. Like... The reason why he's getting away with it is because he's white and male. That is it. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much it. And so I'm made to feel like I have to, like, think, like, back to what you were saying, Margaret. Like, I'm made to feel like I have to, like, be the bigger man and document things. Like, fuck documenting it. Like, even when you do document it, it still doesn't work. Yeah. I mean, again, I think we all have to make decisions in these scenarios that like we feel comfortable with and allow us to move forward. The only- I mean, if that for you is not documenting anything and then popping the fuck off on your last day of work, like, Boom. Dude, man, if that's how you can live your life and get through it. But also know. documentation right. really only helps when you're trying to maximize the amount of money. Like if you've already thought about gunning for money, that is the that is what your bargaining tool is going to be. Look, this happened, and I have this yeah. document. Like, unfortunately, it's not going to be... The fact that they're putting you through this process and business still keeps moving, 
Like he's still like it's not like yeah, okay. Many different cases. Do you get what I'm saying? It's not thing. like okay, you need to. We're gonna put you on a paid leave while we investigate this. That never happens. Mm-hmm. That's still your boss. You still have to do work. You still have to look at him yeah. in meetings. Yeah, like it's very fucked up. So do you pop up or do you just leave though? It's just. I mean, I think I'm a cancer and I'm petty. <laughs> Is it your season? Not yet. It's about to <laughs> be. July. You better not say shit in July. Oh. Like, oh! We the calls have- come out. I'm a lobster. <laughs> <laughs> or crab. Excuse me. I is it a... I don't fucking know. Is it a crab? I was thinking about... Lo- I'm allergic to shellfish, oh my too. God. Oh, but I think like lobster God. looks so delicious. So shrimp, oh, right? Shrimp you can't eat. I can't. Mm. I feel like shrimp is in a lot of things. That sounds hard. I, I think it. I think no. it mysteriously is in a lot of things. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> a surprise shrimp. I okay. Well, I, as someone who's allergic to shrimp and eats a lot of shit, <laughs> I can tell you it's not in a lot of things. It's not. All right, you know best. I've been into a burger on Monday at a happy hour, no. and it was just like slider food that someone else had ordered, and I was like, great. Um, and there was like three pieces of shrimp in addition to this like meat patty, and I was like, this is trash. Do not combine these things. That was a bad idea. I'm, I hated it. That is my It was at Juniper Bar next to Penn Station. <laughs> Drinks were good, though. I remember Shut I had a friend down. in Shut college. Shut it down. She didn't believe that I had an allergy. She kept giving me shrimp. What the fuck what? is wrong with her? I'm and sorry, I, that's what? That's so fucking weird. Anyway, um, I want to transition because uh, uh, really quick uh, before we end this podcast. Mm. So recently, we have all these bans on abortion, these laws coming up conspiracy circulating that but the thing that i found most disturbing was uh mike pence in a room full of men mostly white men um discussing uh maternity rights a woman wasn't there not not one woman yeah i mean i don't know for me that's pretty blase at this point i understand why it's disturbing to you i'm sorry (laughs) so often this is like i don't know (laughs) i I those are not my anxieties don't exist around that because that like that is our government right now that's going to be our government until we get a new president and then I don't know the likelihood of Trump getting elected again is pretty high but like until we get a new government we get a new cabinet like that that's it that's the rooms that's the rooms why is he going to get reelected like I agree he's going to get reelected I just don't why like eighty percent of presidents get elected to a second term and, so it's highly unlikely it's that like, he won't. Why, how could it not happen? Like, there are still people who support him, and these people came out of the woodwork. Like, he he got people to vote. He ignited fear in people and made them feel like individuals. Even though he's done absolutely nothing to help these marginalized people, he's still telling them that he is, and they believe him because they don't know anything. Yeah, like that's I, what's Mar- happening. Why do women vote against their own interests? Oh, th- well, that's that's an interesting question. Why do women vote against their own interests? I guess the simple answer is because women are fifty percent of the population, and they have a variety of interests. So, like, mm-hmm. yeah, I some, women, some women, some women truly uh, are pro-life. Like they think abortion is murder. Like there, there are many, many women who believe that um, it's a women's issue, certainly. Uh, but there are a lot of women who support that. That's one thing. Uh, a lot of women uh, are like under the guise of the patriarchy, as we all are, but some more than others, mm-hmm. specifically white women. Yeah. Um, a lot of women are racist. Um, a lot of women are terrible people. Yeah murders and do terrible things like i don't know why do women vote against their own interests i mean it could be fear it could yeah be something just as simple fear as, fear as well like their loyalty to their yeah superior yeah even so, so women are the problem but like the problem <laughs> i mean but the big the big problem women are the problem in some degree but like the big problem to me like the things that i think about and that keep me up at night are like row being overturned that's something i think about because like in this spring we saw um like uh a a wave of these heartbeat bills being passed in various states like for example uh georgia missouri uh louisiana mississippi uh and then alabama we saw like the most restrictive abortion law we've ever seen Mm -hmm. which is um a heartbeat bill that does not exclude rape or incest um i think they make some 
exceptions for uh, like women in fatal conditions. But it's I'm also just things like, like yeah. To me, the logic would be if we're going to push through a bill that's so restrictive to not include incest or uh, rape, then I would also have to attach to that some type of strict bill for men who are raping. Yeah. Like, well, well, that's, that's not what's the most interest. disturbing it's, is that yeah. wim- women are the only people who are paying the price for something like this. When if they are victimized, there are absolutely no consequences for men. Oh, yeah. yeah. No. Make no mistakes. Like, these legislators and the lobbyists who work on these bills are uh, empowering rapists. They're empowering the patriarchy. They're empowering misogyny. They're and it is, it is actively... <laughs> yeah, it's actively anti-feminist. It's, like, actively against, like, queer um, and people of color. And, and none of this... The thing is, is... If we think about, like, the actual effects of the Trump presidency, this is it. Like, there's so many things that we get alarmist about, um, like, in our current state of government that honestly are are alarmist. Um, but this is not one of them. This is, like, the most direct effect of the Trump presidency thus far. Because Trump becoming president, appointing Brett Kavanaugh is what enabled these laws uh, to be put forward by private groups um, and passed through their state senates. Like, to be clear, like, none of these are going to go into effect if they do at all until, like, January 2020. But none of this would have happened if Trump hadn't been elected. And we hadn't had Brett Kavanaugh because this provides the opportunity for states to take these cases to the Supreme Court. The ultimate, the end game for all of these, like, no holds bar is to overturn Roe. And they might do it if it does go all the way to the Supreme Court, which is the objective. How would you feel if that happened? How would I feel if Roe? Well, I've already prepared myself for that. And (laughs) I actually, I... I hate to say this, but I do think it's highly likely that we will see the overturn of, I will see the overturn of Roe v. Wade before I you die. You think I'm going to die before you? I think that it could happen farther down the road. I think uh. we will see it. <laughs> uh, do I think you're going to, no, you're much more healthy than Thank me. Thank you. Uh, yeah, you're much healthier than I. So you're, I'm definitely going to die before you. No. Uh, how fun. Let's take a uh, pact. If one of us uh, dies, uh, the other person has to commit suicide. Okay, no. great. I'm hypothetically, hypothetically, hypothetically. hypothetically. Uh, <laughs> if you love me, Preston. All right. I guess I don't. Preston! <laughs> I mean, sorry. Oh, God, you're so hard to love. All right, Carmen. <laughs> How would you feel if Roe versus Wade got overturned? Um, so suicide rate will be higher. Yeah. Well, no. <laughs> Just fucked up, period. But you know, my thing is, I'm, I'm always thinking about what's the intention behind all of this. Like, what is the what is the real uh, push here as far as these abortion rights? Money, like, money, money to and probably pop. You know, populate. Also, I think it's a good so. distraction to get people so hyper focused on while he does shit in Iran because I really mm-hmm. feel like he's gonna strike up a war. Oh, and yeah. it's going to affect the next election. Like people are just not gonna feel confident in switching presidents mid-war. Mm. Yeah. That's. I think what's really interesting about, like, I, I think a trend in the Trump presidency is that there's always two things going on. Right? Yes. Yeah. There's like always. something that everyone's like, <gasps> but then in the background, there's something even worse happening and just absolutely insane. And in this case, they're both horrid, right? But there's just always some weird distraction going on uh-huh. that we're like, oh, this is about me. And then all of a sudden it's a global impact and you're like, Wait, what? Like, you, it, it's all bad. Yeah. It's all bad. It's all bad. It's all bad. All right. So we're going to wrap this up. Last call. Oh, can I just do a plug? Yeah, um, go for if, it. If these issues do concern you uh, and you want to do something about it, please consider donating to the ACLU, um, specifically uh, Planned Parenthood um, in like uh, the Southeast United States. Uh, the Yellowhammer Fund in Alabama is really still a great place to donate because it's local in Alabama. That's where I chose to like concentrate my donations. Um, make your most informed choice. But Alabama does currently have the most restrictive laws that if they do go and pass will really affect women and specifically women of color in the South. So, Carmen, last call. Protect your ovaries as much as you can, ladies. Yeah. Protect them. Preston, last call. I'd just like to apologize on behalf of all men. Oh, you okay. don't have to. It's too late. I did it. Oh, okay. Well, Margaret, 
not <laughs> <Just> Amen. <joking. laughs> the bad men. It's like Margaret's also so like Preston's the only straight guy here, and then Margaret's the only white person here. So it's like okay, he apologized. So Margaret, maybe you could. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Oh, you want me to? Uh, <laughs> no, I'd like I would never, <laughs> Margaret. Do not. I am joking. It was a horrible joke. It was a horrible joke. I'm sorry. Don't do it. I'll apologize for the people I'm related to uh, who have not done the work on their Well, I apologize for the dumb men I'm related to that (laughs) aren't going to the voting booths to make sure you can have a happy life that is promised to you in the fucking Constitution. Thank you. Anyway, thank you guys for listening. Um... I just, I hope you learn some new stuff. I mean. Keep doing the work, babies. Yeah. Uphill climb. Don't stop. Don't stop. Don't Don't stop. Believe in. Sorry. I thought we were doing Uncle Luke. Sorry. Shut up, (laughs) Carmen. Bye. 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 Working time.